Cougs house. All right. So amidst all the talk of conference realignment, it's time to really figure out, though, is any of this movement good for Houston specifically? And if we could pick, which would we pick? You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the daily podcast all about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrews, here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a Yovich fan or just a hater can step by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way, you can get the latest on the Cougs into your newsfeed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day. Uh, welcome back to the YouTube channel. We are approaching 1,200 subscribers, and it's good to see you again. Remember, we're doing a giveaway every 250 subscribers, so 1,250 is the next mark. We're giving away a hat, just like this one right here, with a cougar paw on the front, the locked on the side, the Nike dry fit. It's like all, all bells and whistles. Um, it is brand new, and it is for someone when we get to 1,250. So, Hit like and subscribe and then comment down below to let us know you're here and in the contest. If after talking about conference realignment and all of the messiness potentially or what the druthers of Houston would be in that uh, leave you so bored you can't say anything else. Tell us at the bottom. It shouldn't be boring. I, I promise not. But tell us at the bottom. If that's not your cup of tea. Would you pay-per-view for the Super Bowl? And if so, how much? Obviously, something reasonable, right? But just would you pay per view the Super Bowl if it came to that? All right. So, in this first segment, I want to talk something about like what in the conference realignment picture is potentially realistic, why that is, and what the options are that could impact Houston between either the ACC schools or the Pac 12 schools potentially joining the Big 12 alongside Houston. In the second segment, I want to talk about why we may need to choose or may not need to choose between the two as a conference. And again, with Houston in mind, Houston's already in the Big 12, so that shapes us some. And then the third segment, I do want to leave, like, tag in a little bit more about the baseball program because they are continuing to have incredible, incredible, incredible success. And so we make sure we give them their flowers. They have a big week ahead of them. We have talked more about with them this week. We had some scheduling difficulties with an expert to come on and talk with us more about it today, but hopefully get them on before tomorrow because they do start the conference tournament on Tuesday. All right, so let's talk first about the Big 12 adding either ACC schools or Pac-12 schools alongside Houston in this next big TV deal. The TV deal does get signed officially and go into place in 2024. Obviously, it's when uh, UT Austin and Oklahoma are leaving the conference. Houston, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and BYU are into the conference. And thus, you know, that's a whole new looking Big 12 that actually has 12 teams. Imagine that. Um, the thinking there is, is that this new TV deal will then last from 24 to 2031 uh, and then potentially re-up for a new one. We'll talk about the potential, potential new ones later. But rumor has it that because the Big 12 is already going to be at $31 million with just those 12 schools and just the base level TV deal in 2024, other schools are seeing that and interested. I mean, the ACC has had schools like Florida State and Miami holding you know these kind of closed-door conferences talking about like, hey, they're making $31 million in this deal. They're going to be re-upping in 2031. And the ACC deals 
are only making them $35 million a year in TV revenue through 2036. It's another half decade of assume, assuming a, these two 35 million per them and 31 million for big 12 are comparable. That's another half decade of, you know, being kind of stuck in the same grass and the big 12 will likely be far past that by then. Uh, all assumptions indicate all statistics and assumptions, I guess both indicate that the PAC 12, however, is like, are we going to be around in 2031 and 2036? They're looking at schools like USC and UCLA leaving and looking at their own TV deals. Like what's going to happen. Uh, is this really a power five conference? There's no powerful money in play. And we, we made jokes for the CW, but truthfully, that conference is still looking for how they're going to televise games at a national level, what that package and uh, payout will look like. And so the Big 12, which again is offering $31 million per school and then renewing in 2031, is looking to expand. Brett Yormark has said as much as said that he would like to be a coast-to-coast conference and be really, really big. He must be a big, powerful conference, right? Um, he also has talked about in 2031, you can look at like having a football and basketball separate TV deal and potentially have the schools like the Gonzaga's the world on the basketball deal or what have you, right? Um, as far as which options look better for Houston, the ACC options would include Pittsburgh, Miami, NC State, Virginia Tech. Now, Pittsburgh already has a rivalry with West Virginia. It's a natural fit for the Big 12 in a number of ways. Get the Big 12 into another state. We'll talk about why that's important later. Miami would create some sort of a rival with Central Florida. Right? Remember back when Central Florida thought they were the national champions a couple years ago, and then Miami had some problems with that, and da-da-da-da. Um, you also then control the southern half of the state from Orlando down. If you had uh, Central Florida and Miami in the same state for the Big 12, um, important stuff there from recruiting basis. Uh, NC State is a it's in the middle of like a talent rich region. Uh, it's different that it has like very loyal, like it's not a national TV uh, t-shirt type fan base like Carolina and Duke could be, but it is a devout fan base in that region. Um, Virginia tech is operating kind of similarly. It's a very devout fan base in that mid Atlantic region, gets you closer to the DMV. Uh, NC state doesn't quite get you to Charlotte or Atlanta kind of puts you in the middle of the two, right? Virginia tech gets you into that DMV area. It also for what it's worth um, academically lines up with a lot of what's going on in the big 12. Um, so that's kind of what the ACC schools offering would look like. Um, and I, I will say that like, Pittsburgh, North Carolina State, and uh, Virginia Tech would all be states that the Big 12 is not currently in. That makes more sense in a minute. The Pac-12 schools, the options seem to be the most clear-cut being the uh, what we're calling the four-corner schools, right? We think of the four corners of the states come together. Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State. Um, Utah and BYU come in then together with the incredible rivalry already built in. Um, we know what that means like for their recruit. They both recruit internationally, frankly, if you look at their uh, way they pull people into the state of Utah, um, obviously BYU through Mormon missionary connections, things like that. They have a fairly international fan base in Utah plays off of some of the same cultural things there in the state and goes abroad. Uh, Arizona, Arizona state, adds a new state and I assume be a package deal. You also with the recruiting of them, especially like you have Phoenix and all that, but you also through Phoenix get tied to Southern California. If you know anything about the, that region of the world, um, frankly, the big recruiting pitch to people that play like for Phoenix pro sports teams is like, Hey, you're just a three and a half hour drive from Los Angeles. Right. Um, that kind of back and forth there is really important, but it's truthfully like a lot of the Southern California part that is not the city of Los Angeles 
is equidistant to Phoenix and Los Like a lot of that area ends up overlapping for recruiting, even though it's not in the state of California. And then Colorado, like, can you ride the Dion effect? Uh, it's a former Big 12 school itself. It's a new state that a lot of Big 12 schools already recruit. They begin a TV mark into a new state. Um, and I, in looking at these, I know that it's interesting uh, to, like, go back and forth of which would be better for Houston. I think as Houston, I actually like the Pac-12 school and package of schools more theoretically for the Big 12. For one, it adds more TV windows across time zones. You'd be playing at you know Central Time 11 a.m., but you'd be playing you know West Virginia at noon over there. But you could also be playing as late as the whatever you know 8:30 game in Phoenix would be. Would you know that's a late late game? That's what I guess time of year because they don't do daylight savings time there. But that's roughly a late the late night game. It's not quite the Hawaii late night game, but you feel me on that here. The Big 12 could occupy a bunch of different TV windows across the, and you could have your own isolated time to be the national game and have more options to do so. I also think that um, the interesting thing here for the Big 12 and thus Houston is that the ACC has a large buyout clause. Uh, it's not called that, but it's essentially that, right? Where schools um, have to pay in 2016, the deal was signed, it was 120 million that does reduce over the course of the contract. So it's not quite 120 million now, but it's sure a lot of money per school to leave the conference. Theoretically, those schools would ask for some of that from the Big 12 to leave their conference. And theoretically, that would probably come out of the pocketbooks of the schools. Houston, as a new school to the Big 12, not be in the best place to just be handed out. They've got new facilities to build. They've got new buildings to you know fill up with stuff. And that money they're getting now is just now getting spent on doing all of that. So I think the Pac-12 schools be a little bit better from a couple different perspectives. Also pointing out that like you're adding Colorado, that's a former Big 12 school. Um, you're you're adding schools that, and I know I've talked about Lubbock being this like linchpin because of how far west and north it is for the state of Texas, but you're like adding a, like a geographic region that to me makes some more sense as far as if geography matters at all, overlapping to go to central Florida and then Miami twice in a span of a month could actually be a lot of travel. Um, I, anyway, I think I'm favoring the PAC 12 schools as of right now, tell me in the comments down below what you're favoring. And I do want to spend a moment uh, and talk some about like, why we have to pick one or the other, or if we even have to pick one or the other between the two sets of four likely schools. But first, I want to talk about something that I don't have to settle on, and that is health and taste. That's because I get built Bars. I got my favorite one lately right now here in front of you. It is the uh, cookie dough puff, the cookie dough chunk puff. Um, now, if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Built, trust me, you got to try this. They are healthy and taste amazing. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. Or I'm telling you, cookie dough chunk puff. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Even better, they're healthy with only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein per most bars. Now, this one is not most bars. This one is particularly delicious. It's got all of 160 calories. It has just eight sugars and a whopping 15 grams of protein in that bar. I'll grab one or two of myself on the door out the way. 
uh, each morning for breakfast. You can go to Sam's Club and Walmart, too. You do not have to wait for your order to come from Built.com. Just go to your local Walmart, head to the pharmacy section, get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff. You go to Sam's Club and get a 13-bar box of hip flavors like brownie batter and churro puff. Thank me later. If you want the more specific and nuanced flavors, you can also go to Built.com. Like always, Built Bar, don't sacrifice taste. They taste amazing and are healthy. Go get you some today. All right. So I said that, you know, there's this, like, do we have to choose between Pac-12 and ACC and how do we join the Big 12? And there's some thought out there about, screw it, just bring in all of them. Bring in the four or more from the ACC. Bring in the four or more from the Pac-12. Make this thing the Big 20 plus and keep it rolling. Set you apart from the Big 10 and the SEC in that 2031 negotiation and forward as you're looking to add more and more. And I think that there's something to that. The pros to this idea are if you have a big 20 plus, you have a theoretical wider recruit base. You can go into Florida and say, look, we're playing two teams on our conference in Florida. You can go into the DMV and say, look, we're playing Virginia Tech and West Virginia every year. You go to Pennsylvania and say, we got Pitt on the, you know, we're, we're going into Kansas. We're going into Colorado state of utah arizona southern california we mentioned as well you can go all the way across by hitting all of them right i think that makes some sense the other piece of this is is that a big part of tv networks wanting to spend more money on the conference is the more states the conference hits that means the more states they're going to offer their package and more subscriptions in each state they're going to get their package on the local ca- cable deal so if you're living in you know arizona most people in Arizona will not buy the Big 12 package because why would they have the Big 12 network or whatever, right? But if you get Arizona, Arizona State, suddenly that's a lot of the state. If you have Virginia, no one in Virginia is going to have that. But if you pull in Virginia Tech, suddenly you have the entire state of Virginia is going to want to buy into that package. And suddenly if you have more states, this conference start off as like Texas and Friends, it's going to all of a sudden be across the entire country and have all these different states subscribing to the network. And if it ever gets to a purely streaming or an app-based system, all of those different states are then going to be downloading and subscribing to the Big 12 app or the Big 12 portion of the ESPN Plus app, right? Um, And so that's how all these things are functioning. Um, It also, for what it's worth, bolsters the reach. We know that uh, your Mark has said he wants to have a national conference. He wants to go coast to coast with this thing. We are touching the East Coast. Obviously, Houston's got the third coast. We just got to get out to the West Coast. Adding more schools continues to you know, widen that swath all the way across. And I think it's worth mentioning that the more power five type of schools you have in the conference, and 20-plus school conferences have 20-plus of them, um, the more potential national title contenders you have in football in your conference because they're expanding that to a 12-team model and suddenly you have more teams in that were theoretically from the Big 12 and you could have you know a couple different teams in from a couple different regions and all you know hit a bunch of different voting markets and so on and so forth because these are voted on by people uh, as opposed to machines like the old BCS system. I have to say that makes some sense as well because national uh, title contenders do raise the conference profile and more teams in the conference means theoretically more teams in that or more teams that have a chance to get to that 12 team playoff model, more teams in that 12 team playoff model theoretically means you have a better chance of winning. I do see cons of going to the big 20 though. And that's because I actually think realistically for Houston, 
going to a Big 20 might actually hurt recruiting because suddenly we're in that you know mid-Atlantic region or the mountain mountain region right there with West Virginia, a recruit could be told, hey, we're going to be out here every other year, and y'all are going to come to us. Uh, West Virginia is going to come to us, so we'll be out here twice in the four years here in college. That is a sales pitch to families. If you add more teams to the conference, you get up to 20. From a football scheduling perspective, you're not going to play the other 19. And so you're looking at pods, divisions, whatever synonym you want to use, and suddenly you're not actually getting to play in each of these regions across the entirety of a kid's four years in college. And then suddenly that sales pitch to the kid in Phoenix or the kid in Southern California about like, hey, we're going to get to come out and play. We're going to play Arizona or Arizona State every year. So we're going to be out there once a year. Trust us is no longer applicable because you can't guarantee that you're going to play Arizona State at home. And you're not going to play either school for three years because you got to also play UCF. You got to also play Miami. You got to also play Cincinnati. You got to also play Kansas. And all of a sudden, that kind of throws things off. Or if you get split into pods and divisions and don't see one another, then you're back to having that smaller recruiting circle, right? So I don't actually know if it helps. The other piece of this to me is also if it theoretically does help us get kids in from outside of Houston it's going to be helping them other schools get kids from Houston. And that's problematic because the entire thing we're trying to build up here in this program is a program of kids from Texas and specifically Houston for Houston for the city is the hashtag for a reason. And Houston is one of, if not the year in year out. I mean, some years it's obviously the best. Some years it's arguably the best. Some years it's in the top three, but best recruiting area in America. And to have other schools say, well, we're going to play Houston every other year for four years means that those schools can sell their program based on that to the kids that are in Houston as well. And I don't know that I want that in a bunch of places either. And so I see that as a, as a con and a drawback. Now, the ultimate answer I have to this question, though, as far as like pros and cons about getting to 20 schools, is I don't think you need to pick now. I think truthfully, in 2024... Right, we're pulling in. Let's say we pull in the Pac-12 and not the ACC schools because it costs so much money pulling the ACC schools. By 2031, that cost of the ACC schools will go down. They're going to be more fed up with their system. I can tell you right now that Miami and Florida State are not going to like this whole deal where Central Florida and Orlando, their little brother, is making as much or more, depending on the year, money based on being in the Big 12 conference. And they're going to be more upset and more fed up. And they're going to be looking to something, you know, something big, something new. And meanwhile, that's happening around 2031. The Big 12 is resetting the market. And so you suddenly have whatever the latest game is, the Big 12 is adapting. Is it streaming? Big 12's up. Is it pay-per-view? The Big 12's up. Is it still standard television? The Big 12's up. The Big 12 will be ready for whatever. If it's 3D chessboard-looking pieces, the Big 12's up for whatever the newest thing is. And so, theoretically, that 2031 date only makes this thing more valuable. And so, if you don't add them now, just twiddle your thumbs for a minute and watch the value go up and do it then. Um I don't think that that was all to say. I don't know if the question has to get answered today, but I do think um, <laughs> I, I do think you look at expansion 
probably another couple teams in 2024, and again, I think another handful of teams in 2031. What will be interesting, something to keep an eye on, is that your mark has said this idea of having a football and t- and basketball TV deal that are separate deals. That separate basketball deal, does that become schools like Gonzaga, right? I guess technically UConn has had a football team, but does it become schools with these historic basketball programs signing on to the Big 12 in 2031 and it ending up in that basketball-only side of the conference, especially with who knows where football will be by then. I mean, we'll see. It, it takes a long time for Rome to fall, but Rome did fall one day, right? It's like, who knows what football will look like by then. Now, speaking of Rome falling, um, not that Houston has built up a program quite like Rome, but they had quite a last season in the American Conference in baseball. And we need to talk about how the regular season ended in the third segment. So... Let's get on into how that season ended. Uh, the Houston Cougars did peel off two of the three games in Cincinnati, but unfortunately, East Carolina beat, uh, I think it was Tulane, three times in a row over the weekend. And so East Carolina wins the conference by a half game. You remember, Houston had a Wichita State game rained out or lightning out, I should say earlier this year uh, the lightning out meant that Houston was always offering with that half game in comparison with East Carolina and that half game may have ultimately come back to bite them because for what it's worth um, Houston had fairly sound victories against Wichita State and had they gotten to play that third home game with Wichita State a third win would have actually bolstered them into a tie and then they had the tiebreaker with East Carolina for a number one seed in the conference for what it's worth this was the first time in the American Athletic Conference that Houston has won every conference series across the conference so hats off and and, uh, golf claps and all those kinds of things to the baseball team truly tremendous season to put things in perspective this team was below 500 heading into conference play. And now we're talking about competing to win the conference and talking about potentially going to the regionals and so on and so forth. So the way this thing plays out is Houston will be playing in the conference tournament on Tuesday night. Uh, They play on Tuesday night. I believe I'm reading this right. It is at, uh, sorry, 4 p.m. So Tuesday afternoon, but it's game three of the tournament on ESPN plus. Uh, It's four o'clock Eastern. So three o'clock our time Um, on Tuesday afternoon, they'll play Tulane for what it's worth. They had three exciting games against Tulane in uh, Louisiana earlier this year. They won 9-3, 5-4, and 17-11. But if you go back and check the box scores on those, as I tweeted out over the weekend, those were all, like, not set-in-stone victories. They were definitely, like, come from behind. Even the 17-11 victory, if you go back and look at it, Houston was down, what was this? Uh, it was like t- 10 to 6 or 9 to 6, if I'm doing my math right here, going into the sixth inning um, and came back and had a five-run sixth inning and a five-run ninth inning to win 17 to 11. And that's Tulane, this first game out the gate. If they win that game, then they play the winner of Wichita State in Memphis. Um, Houston won both Wichita State games, had the canceled game we mentioned, and then won, won two of their three games with Memphis. For its worth, the two games they beat Memphis were eight to nothing and eleven to one. The game they lost was three to nine. So again, that's going to be an exciting, high-scoring affair in the second game as well. Assuming they beat Tulane now. I don't mean to count chickens before they hatch, but I will say that based on this tournament, 
They don't have to beat Tulane theoretically to win out. Um, if you win, follow me here. You you move on and play again on Thursday. If you lose, you play again on Wednesday. Um, and you play again on Wednesday, and then if you lose that, you are out because it's a double elimination. So if you win, if you sorry, if you lose on Tuesday, win on Wednesday, you are just right back to playing on Friday against a team that lost on Thursday. So you're trying to you know stay ahead of the double elimination throughout that. Now it gets to be really really complicated. Duarte, just Duarte, the Chronicle has written up how all the different brackets could play out. So make sure you go follow him. He does a good job of breaking those kind of things down as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Kooks today and talking Cougar baseball. I'll be talking some more of that and at least the end of the episode on Tuesday, if not the entire thing, depending if we can get our guest rescheduled as uh, planned. But thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Kooks today and listening to all the things we had to say about cost realignment and Baseball. It's an exciting time to be a Coug with baseball team winning, conferences shaken up. Uh, I don't know if you guys realize this. The baseball team is the last Houston Cougar team to represent the American Athletic Conference. So the longer that season goes, the longer our time is in the conference. So, you know, if you have a, if you're a nostalgic person to see this thing last, I guess we just have to win the College World Series and make sure it lasts as long as possible. All right. Comment down below. Tell us what you think is going to happen. Um, talk to me on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Painsworth512, P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 on Twitter, Instagram, and all of your social media handles. I'll be happy to talk all things Houston Cougars. That's basketball, baseball, football. Uh, the softball team didn't go so great this year. But volleyball team is looking to be good again next fall. Uh, so make sure you find me at Painsworth512. Talk about all those things. Talk about the Rockets and the Astros. Texans, all that kind of stuff as well. I also, if you haven't noticed, like tweet about the NBA playoffs. It's a fun, fun time to be a sports fan. Thank you again for making Lockdown Cougs your first listen. If you're looking for a second listen, I'm going to recommend Locked on Rockets. Locked on Rockets doing a great job. Jackson Gatlin is in following all things NBA draft pertaining to the Houston Rockets, including if they should get Jarris Walker at that four spot. Um, so make sure you go check out Jackson and do it over there with the Houston Rockets show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Locked on Cougs, the primary Locked on Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Go Cougs.